You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. I'm Katie Van Horn. And I'm Jackie Clayton. Welcome. How are you doing? And we are recording, just in case anyone was wondering. Sometimes we get lost when we're trying to record and forget that we're recording. True. But we are so ready now. Yes. Um, All right, Jackie. Yes. Um, What was your favorite book as a child? Mad Max about a little boy who had a very bad day. It was like Mad Max and the terrible no good day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember this one. Mine was The Very Hungry Caterpillar. I love that book. Mm-hmm. I actually, for a very long time. So when my, one of my nieces, who's now 18, um, when she, my sister was pregnant with her, we went to like baby's dress or toys dress or wherever you go when you're going to have a baby. Someplace that's bankrupt that we can't go to. Yeah. I was like, someplace <laughs> you can't go to anymore because it's not there. Right. Um, and they had all of the Eric Car- Carlisle clothing and little things. So I had a very hungry caterpillar, like toy. Very cute. Love that. Um, so not Dr. Seuss then. So you've canceled him. He, you've always canceled him, Jackie. Is that what I'm hearing from you? You are, are a three-year-old Jackie canceled Dr. Seuss. From birth, you canceled Dr. Seuss. How dare you? How dare you, woman? Listen, Ugh. I am so glad. In, in case you all are wondering, we are going to be talking today about cancel culture because Dr. Seuss of. was air quote, air quote, canceled, unair quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's, let's dig in. So there is this whole situation, um, that's happening as most of you know, that the Fox news and some of those people that are into and Fox their fans, news Fox and news their fans, their fans yeah. have said that Dr. Seuss was canceled. And that, you know, it's cancel culture and cancel culture is being used. I think they said that like Tucker Carlson used cancel culture like 32 times in like a four minute segment on, on Dr. Seuss. Um, I'm misquoting. It wasn't really 32. I don't remember what the number is, but it was an exorbitant amount of cancel culture commentary. And what we want to just clarify is that cancel culture is not actually what happened to Dr. Seuss. Or potato head. Or potato head. (laughs) None or of this is cancel culture. Aunt Jemima. Or Aunt Jemima, none of it. No. Um, and so let's just, we want to just clarify what is and is not cancel culture. So That's right. Jackie, I think you looked up the definition of cancel culture. Did you look up the de- definition of cancel culture? <laughs> I, I looked, like you kept did, looking but, them up. But we kept looking them up and it it's different depending on where you look, correct? I That's right. If, I don't know that it's actually like there's an official definition, but- if we just tear apart those two words and kind of look at what they both mean, we can probably come up with a good idea. Canceling means you're getting rid of or stopping. And culture means something that is of a culture, about a culture. What, is that a, a rough estimate definition yes. that you'll go with? Or well, any I like this add? one. I no. like this one. Sorry, oh, I'm, there's a thingy. There, I like this one from Wikipedia. It says... Cancel culture or call out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to have been canceled. Okay. 
Great definition, Wikipedia. Please give to Wikipedia if you can, because I know they always are looking for money. Because that's right. Give them a, a donation. Give them a donation if you can, because they just defined cancel culture for us. Well, and they say it constitutes a form of boycotting involving an individual, usually a celebrity, who is deemed to have acted or spoken in a questionable or controversial manner. So here are some people that I think we should cancel immediately. Are you ready for my list? <laughs> Let's listen to the cancel list. Let's see. Okay. The people that need to be canceled immediately start with um, Woody Allen. Yep. Uh, Mel Gibson. Fully. And his anti-Semitic butt. Correct. Um, I think, well, Tucker Carlson, I've already mentioned him. <laughs> I don't know if we could go ahead and cancel him. Um, I do like that uh, Pierce Morgan went ahead and walked off the set. So we don't have to do anything with him. We can just leave him be and let him stew. But I think Megan it's Fox. Also, <laughs> why are we canceling Megan Fox? I didn't even, what, what are we canceling her for? I don't even know. I'm, I'm totally oh, we're lost. just adding her to the list. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> um, what about should so okay i i should stop making a list because that's just um I'm, we could go I'm, all day. I'm going off topic now. <laughs> um so the dr seuss thing let's start there and then we can go to mr potato head um dr seuss wrote some problematic books the keepers of his estate slash publishing arm of the dr seuss estate have decided not to publish any more of those books those books will still be in rotation at libraries they are still at schools. No one is pulling them from shelves or doing like a book burning like they've done in the past with other books. Truly, this is just a, hey, we're just not going to make any more of these problematic books anymore. And we're not going to put them on the president's read for America list anymore because they're problematic. That's the, the whole end. point. Like, that's the thing. Nobody called them out. Nobody asked for a boycott. Nobody said fire the CEO of you know, the estate, nobody did any of that. And it's just a simple case of, you know, what's funny is we ask people, especially in, within the last year, like, do your own research, find out what's going on and see if these things are problematic. And there's mm -hmm. several people that are like, oh, snap, I didn't realize that we were doing this. This isn't right. So let's just not do that anymore. Um, you, you, you can't cancel yourself. Okay, like when you no. know better, you do better. And they looked at it and they found it was problematic and they don't want to perpetuate the systemic racism and prejudices that's reinforced by the books that they already have. That seems rational and logical to me. Amen. And it's I mean, I think we saw the other end of this with the oh, we're going to cancel Coca-Cola because they had a problematic training that really wasn't there. I mean, it was in it their, even their queue, training, but it wasn't their requirement. So you're saying cancel culture on them as well from the, the right side, from the people on the right. Um, and also like, that's, that's not what we're doing. It's, Hey, we realize this is a problematic training and therefore we're going to not have it in our repertoire any longer, the end. Um, and so I think there's just like whole misunderstanding of like what, it, what actually cancel culture is to do a boycott like the right did. I don't know if you remember that the right actually canceled or tried to cancel by boycotting Nike a few years ago when yes. they supported um, uh, Cap Cap Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Thank you. I was like, why am I forgetting his name off the top of my head? And so there's also this, it's, it's um, interesting that the right is using this language so much around cancel culture when A, it's not an accurate reflection of what it means and B, they do it all the time all the time that's so, how they that's how they do 
and how they perpetuate because they they're right now it's been a lot of perpet like trying to make people hate being the underlying emotion not mm -hmm. to do things because it's more ethical or more logical or makes more sense for to support us as humans it, it just comes from a piece of hate mm -hmm. and so that's what seems to be happening more than ever um my favorite is when they're like saying that we've been silenced on every tv show mm -hmm. possible oh that's yeah that marjorie taylor green or is that her name that yeah it's like oh i've been silenced as she's like on <laughs> on the news literally. on the news talking like, about wait, how she's been silenced i can like, actually but i hear can you. hear it did someone mute you and i just i i can my literally is hear coming you. through <laughs> Oh, but what, what the thing is, is that there are some people see. So let's talk about some people who really have been canceled. Like if you're mm -hmm. into YouTube, like Jeffree Star has been legitimately canceled. There's been a lot of YouTubers that have been legitimately canceled. The people who end up getting canceled for the most part, it says somebody famous, but a lot of these people have been independent contributors, even if there have been celebrities, you know, um, and most of the it's for doing something actually wrong what right. was the guy's name weinstein harvey weinstein canceled mm -hmm. because nobody else was going to do it and the right. reason that people have been getting canceled is for doing something problematic and and there being no re repercussions um now there are some times where people have made mistakes um where they want to call somebody out for a statement or a quote um, and there have been people who aren't famous for being canceled. Case in point, that woman who said, I'm going to Africa. Uh, she tweeted out, I'm going to Africa. I hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white. Got on a flight, landed, and didn't even know her whole life turned sideways. Mm -hmm. um, right, to wrong, To be clear, though, okay, but let's talk about that example. So yeah. she was fired from the organization. She was like some broadcasting network right i forget right. where she worked um she was rehired by them mm -hmm. she is working for them today and yes she had some people go yeah you're a horrible human on twitter but at the end of the day like her life didn't really change in any way she wasn't truly impacted in any way um and so it's again it's the misuse of this language that is That's like right. you are not canceled you were not canceled. You had a rough patch because you did something stupid. You were held accountable. Yes, you were held accountable to something stupid that you did. Right. Um, and I think so. Mr. Potato Head is another one where it is. Um, excuse me. Let me correct you. It's just potato potato head. head. Yes. I beg your pardon. Which again, I do not understand why everyone is so up in arms by the changing of the name of a toy. It's kind because of like. Go, it's go. not a gender anyway. No, it's a potato. <laughs> it's a potato. Amen. And like, but I think this is also it goes to some of the things that I mean, we could go super deep down this hole. I have been talking in trainings for quite some time about like the socialization of children around sexuality, around gender, around gender identity. And, and it's just this if you look at cartoons and like think about the Disney princesses mm -hmm. that are scantily clad, hourglass figure, God bless them. I mean, they're proportionally 
correct in any human existence, but you know, some, some of them aren't humans. Some of them are mermaids and things That's right. of such. Yeah. But it's the, the way that, that from cartoons, children are socialized to believe that girls should be cute and be saved and be, you know, thank goodness that the night is going to come save you from the castle where the dragon is keeping you. Cause you wouldn't be able, you're just too silly and too dumb to be able to figure it out on your own. Um, it just is fascinating to me the way that we have seen the, um, just the gender norms that have been put on, you know, even these cartoons. Well, it's even just, a sexual it's norm. It's not even because Pepe Le Pew was canceled Ugh. this week. Pepe Le Pew. Um, I call the my stalker. husband Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> well, let's not call him that anymore because. <laughs> yeah. Pepe Le Pew, because he, um, because of the rape culture again, and was, and did not listen to the cat when the cat said no. Um, and they said, Ooh, we're probably not setting up good examples that this is how you get. Uh, she's playing hard to get. No, no. She said she's no. Not interested. Yeah. No means no. Yeah. It's the consent issue. Even if it's a skunk. Even if you're a skunk trying to get after it with a cat. No, she said no. The answer is no. Um, but I like I and I know we're kind of making light of some of this, but it is this it's, like it's not very though. it's not light because it's very bizarre that people are so up in arms about the fact that they're using they're weaponizing the language of cancel culture when in fact it's not a canceling of anything. It's a holding people to account, holding people responsible and accountable to their actions and their words. And I know we talked in the last episode about you know the the you said it was uh, an announcer that was using the n-word while his mic was hot and he didn't realize his mic was hot and it's like sir you need to be responsible for your actions and you need to say whatever you need to say this is language that i shouldn't ever use again and i'm i now know better so i'm going to do better and i think people just are i mean i think we can use JT is another example, which we talked about in our celebrity edition, yes. Justin Timberlake. And I do feel like in a way with so many things, but I also feel like there is, he has had a reckoning or I feel like he has now, obviously we don't know his heart in any way, shape or form, but he has definitely come to some sort of awareness that the actions that he has taken, the things that he has said and done aren't okay. Now it might not just be a PR game and he might be like, yeah, whatever, I don't care but he is saying the right things. Now we'll see how it goes and we'll see how he does. Um, but there is definitely just this, it, it's just interesting. So I like, I think there's another one that has always bothered me so much is that Taylor Swift was like, oh, America's sweetheart. And she's so adorable and sweet and kind and all these things. And you had um, Miley Cyrus, Mm. who was like, oh, she's horrible. She's, you know, a whore and all of these other things. And, and then if you like looked at them from like a, what are they actually doing in real life? Miley Cyrus was like dating the same guy for years. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift is jumping or, or implying that she's jumping from bed to bed based on her stories or songs that she's writing based on her real life. 
And so you were like, I, I don't understand why Miley Cyrus is being vilified while Taylor Swift, it's like, oh, that's so cute that she writes right. stories about the dude she sleeps with, which I get, but I also am like, I also don't care because get after it, girl. Like, hey, if you <laughs> yes. want to have at it. Um, but again, it ha it is or it's either you're an angel or a demon when it comes to these performers that you're either a big slut because you dress provocatively or you are, you know, America's sweetheart because you wear cowboy boots and a longer skirt when you go on stage. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Nothing I just feel like people should because we both like them. We both like them. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I think we should try to do maybe this is, and, and I say we, but I, I think I'm going to say I am going to try to applaud people who make changes, who have done their research and realize that things are problematic. And I don't think people do that enough because mm -hmm. we should actually be applauding people for understanding because we're trying to stop the pattern. We're trying to break the system. We're trying to be more inclusive and we're trying to be inclusive AF. So we need to look at these organizations and say, I am so glad that you took gender out of the potato head and it's just a potato head and you can play with it whatever you want to and make it whatever you want to. It still has all the parts. You can just stick it, you know, and do the things. And so we should applaud organizations that say, oh my God, we're so sorry. I think case in point, and nobody talked about this when it happened, but um, National Geographic had, there was always problems and people were complaining about how they portrayed black people and African people in different scenarios. And the editor was like, okay, we just went through all of our National Geographics and we're so embarrassed, we blew it. And she said exactly what they did and how it was problematic and that they made the commitment to change it. And so again, canceled, that would be the equivalent of canceling based on what the right just keeps saying um of what their definition of cancel culture they recognized that they did something wrong they pulled those issues they took out those pictures they added disclaimers you know they started being more thoughtful and so it's just like what what we're saying when you when you know better you do better but if you want to make real change it's letting people know and acknowledging and accepting that you made a mistake mm -hmm. And so if somebody admits their mistake, I don't understand why other people are then trying to jump on and blame something else. And there was real news going on that week outside of those books and potato head. And I forgot what else got canceled air quotes again last week. There's like real news going on. Like we still have people dying from COVID. We still have people who don't have jobs. We still have people that you know, have all of these different issues that are so important to deal with. And they're talking about a stupid book and getting people all riled up again. Like, can we just be calm? Can we just not be angry for a minute? Well, and I think it's also like, let's talk about what's really going on. The media's constant need to distract and don't look over there, look over here. I mean, like, I think the, the other example that has been 
happening now for, I mean, since, since COVID came to the U S what, you know, the, the assaults on Asia and Pacific Islanders, Asians and Pacific yes. Islanders, and that like has been totally glossed over. And we are seeing more and more and more of these incidences where you're like, how is this, how is this not a bigger story? How is this not something that's being talked about by the media all the time? And we have, I mean, Michelle Kim, if you don't follow her on uh, Twitter, do so. She has been doing an amazing job of highlighting stories and sharing stories about folks that have been impacted. Um, and so I think there's just some pieces here that we are, yeah, we're being distracted by the media by stupid things. And I think it's also, it's very telling that what Fox News is talking about is, and I'm using Fox News, I'm going to say the right, I don't know who we should really I don't be. know who we should. I think it's kind of all of the people. Well, we are inclusive as AF. <laughs> so all of them. All of them. <laughs> but I, but I, here's the thing, but I think it happens on both sides of the fence is actually what I was trying to say. It's like, it's the right is distracting from things that are going on that they don't want to like congratulate Biden for. And it's the left That's right. talking about things because they don't want to admit that they haven't done what they need to do in regards to certain things. So uh, did you see Biden condemning the hate crimes? Like Trump never did that. No. He was and for him to go in and say it's vicious and it's un-American and you're scapegoating and he's like, stop it. I mean, he just, he really does kind of remind me of a grandpa, no offense, that, that has no reflection on his age, but the way he's like, this is wrong, we have to do something about it, which and is language we didn't yeah. have and they're talking about a potato. Like seriously, like this is major news. We've never seen somebody being so explicit in condemning hate like that specifically saying this is the group that you're targeting because it's always just been soft and oh you know we have to be better and we need to come together and saying things like that but he was like no there's racist violence against um he said it against blacks african americans now he's saying asian americans and he's calling it out and asking people to stop which is always great because now we know like we're at the step we're not denying it so people will mm -hmm. hopefully be held accountable unlike saying there's good people on both sides and then nobody's being held accountable and and the majority group gets the benefit right agreed and i think that's also part of the whole the whole cancel culture thing i think is also just a reflection of the times of it, it, it's exactly what you're saying the scapegoating the oh there's people that are great on both sides no like holding people accountable to bad actions but i also would say like how many things and i'm going to just talk about myself i'm not going to speak for anyone else i would say in the last um 10 years probably longer than that because i'm an old, a little older than some um <laughs> the things that i thought were acceptable in my 20s and the things that i did or said or language that i used or interactions that I had with people that I reflect on now and go, yeah, that wasn't okay. Right. And I should never do that again. And, and, you know, we talked in the last episode a little bit about music and, you know, the, the, the one that is still in my brain and it's because like all of my girlfriends. And so this is a bunch of white women in high school, um, in our plaid skirts from our Catholic school, <laughs> we knew like every single word to every uh nwa song every you know snoop dog song 
And I love Snoop, you guys know this, but it, like, if you look at the language, if you hear the words, you're like, ooh, yeah, that, yes. that was not okay. Not okay <laughs> at all. Not even a little bit. Um, and so I think there's also, I mean, even R. Kelly is another great example. Like, oh, his music is so great. Age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah, because oh, I like to do right, same and was, ew, so cringy. Ew, Gross. yes. Um, and so, like, there is that piece that you know, with age comes wisdom. But also, like, I think, and I won't even use that example because I think so many young people are already seeing it and going, "Yeah, this isn't okay," which is amazing and awesome. Um, but there is that piece where you go, "Yeah." it's exactly what you're saying when you know better you do better because you as you grow and as you learn and i think part of this is also at what point do you go yeah i'm good i don't need to learn anything else i'm all set <laughs> that's usually somewhere between 18 and 25 and then you snap out of it <laughs> right but like but what i'm saying is like how many people do you know that are like no 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 this eh. is silly and i'm just going to listen to whatever the media says and just go along with it and and again, I want to be really clear that it's both sides because you know we've been using Fox News, but go it look at CNN, go look at MSB, MN, MSNBC, all of them. You are like, no, but really, just tell me what really happened. I don't need you to like spin it or tell me your version of events right. or whatever. Um, or you don't need all and, the commentary. Just give me the facts. And I think part of the reason that we're seeing such a push to cancel cancel culture is because people don't want to be canceled, right? You know, but it, you shouldn't be canceled just because you made a mistake. Right. Just it, own it. Those right. are the people that have the most success by saying usually the people who have the most <laughs> is is the example of, of Dr. Seuss where they're like. Oh, y'all did that. Like, I didn't even know y'all did that. Right. Thanks for pointing it's, it out. Thank and you owning for it right. and and it. not doing it anymore. Yeah, right. And, and like and, and I'm going to go back to R. Kelly not admitting it not saying he did anything wrong yes sir you should be canceled it is time to never pay one more dollar for a record of yours Nothing. for any concert of yours for all of the things and that that is who we should cancel someone that goes no no i'm not gonna right. change right no no i'm not doing anything wrong but i but i also think that's part of why i actually appreciate cancel culture is because you do have these folks that are like doubling down on the I don't know what the right word is, the stupidity, the poor choices, the whatever they're going, oh, no, no, this is OK. Everything's fine. And you're like, no, mm. no, it's mm -mm, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, I looked at it again. I try. No, mm -mm, not sure no. what lens you're looking through, but uh... no. yeah. And so I think that's also part of it is the again, holding people accountable. Well, people don't want to be held accountable. That's the mm -hmm. thing. Like, OK, people get over it like that was it, like it's like oh i'm not a racist or i'm not prejudiced or i did okay boo let's just look at it that is a problem right <laughs> this is the behavior the sooner you can own that because we, we it's nothing has been more clear when they say the first step is recognizing that there's a problem Mm -hmm. And especially when you talk about the stuff we talk to people about every day about diversity and inclusion is is starting to talk with people who who don't have a problem. Right. P.S. None of our clients would ever call us in for the because they don't have a problem. Right. Because they admitted it by bringing us in. So then they're good. Right. They're at least taking the first step. <laughs> but it's so people are so 
into fighting for what's theirs. They just want to mm-hmm. fight for what they think is theirs. That they can't get better. You can't right. ever heal until you realize. And yeah, we are, we are all ashamed. We all have shame. But you know, you don't own, you have to look at it and get past it. And I think, um, I think we're getting toward, we're getting closer of trying to have that understanding and, and communication. And it's like, I feel like there should be like a cancel court where we go in and say, <laughs> okay, let's just have a real quick 20 minute conversation. Can you explain this? Can no. Explain okay. No? Cancel. Okay. And we just release the hounds and just go crazy. Right. But I also, I'll tell you, I, I just recently did a uh, workshop with a team around language and words that have a uh, racial history or words that are problematic. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've talked about language, you know, crazy is the one I that we, I think uses the example quite a bit. Um, but if you start to like dig in on language, there's quite a few that you just don't even realize are an issue. So tipping point is one that I did not know the Genesis, like where that word came from, what it's, and it's from redlining. And when the tipping point was that the neighbor, the neighborhood mm-hmm. had gone too black and yep. therefore the tipping point had occurred and, and don't buy there anymore. And, and so we're, you know, I'm going through the workshop and, and they were pushing back on some of the language and some of yes. the words and, and it was like, okay, cool. You're an adult. You get to decide what language you use or don't use. I'm just giving you the background of these words, which, and and I truly was okay with that because I think part of it is one of the folks said, you know, this will almost seem unnatural if I don't use some of this language, you know, some of these I don't use, but then there's some language that I do use and it will seem unnatural if I just stop using this. It'll like my, my language will be so stunted or my conversation will be so stunted. And I was like, okay, fair. So it's just start looking at it and, and decide which words are, the most problematic or decide what words are ones that you just want to be thoughtful about in the future. And and there are some that are worse than others. And there are like, I think tipping point is one that again, people don't know the origin of. So they, you know, maybe it is something and actually Oprah just used it in the uh, Megan and Harry interview. But I also, I'm going to, it's a, you're an adult. So decide what works or doesn't work for you, but be aware that if you use this language, this is what you're really saying, or this is what you're saying is okay. Um, now, that being said, I do want to shift to the Harry and Megan interview, because one of the things that my sister and I were talking about while watching it was, um, I said, well, they've been very well prepped by their PR and comms mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And, and my sister was like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, they are very measured in the words that they're choosing because yes and what they are saying and how they're saying and it, and harry i mean very clearly i mean he is very methodical in his speech pattern and i'm like he's been trained since birth of here is you need to say these words and not that word and don't say this and don't say that and also they know that this is a very very watched and very important conversation and so like i don't have a problem with that it's more just again, the awareness, the logic, the knowing that, and and this is why the whole hot mic situation with that newscaster also annoys me, is you know that that would not be language you should ever use when you're on a microphone. Never. I'm saying on a microphone, though, for sure. 
And so you chose to do it in a time when you didn't realize you were hot mic'd, but also I think you and I've talked about this. If you have a mic within a 10 foot radius of you, consider it hot. Always, that's right. Always consider it hot. <laughs> and I more mean from the don't go to the bathroom. With that's it. right. I was going to say, especially <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, like so. That's the one that I always am like, how dumb are and and if you've been doing this long enough, you you absolutely know better, right? So don't use that as an excuse. Oh, I didn't know my my audio was on. Your audio is always on, and also you're a public figure, so you're always being watched. It's like, you know, these pictures that are taken of people, they're like, oh, look super mad. And you're like, you're literally taking a hundred shots in a 10 second period. One of them's not going to be good. And and that's the one you're going to choose right. to be like, yeah, they're a big jerk face. No, they're <laughs> just, their face was just moving. That's all. My mom always used to tell me from when I was little, not that I talked a lot or anything, but my mom used to say, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this won't be any surprise. My mom used to always say, you know, Jackie, you don't have to say everything you think. <laughs> I always had a way of getting myself in trouble with my mouth. Um, and I think that is a good piece of advice for everyone. You have to hold back and see if things, you know, what you're doing. And I'm sure that when Oprah said, so did they talk about the color of your son? And he said, I'm not talking about that. That is not what he was thinking. He might have been thinking, okay, remember to say, I don't want to talk about that, but I'm sure that's not what he was thinking. I'm sure mm -hmm. there was a lot of trauma and different things that are going on. Um, but, you know, as we go through these things, it's like we have to take a step back if we're trying to be inclusive. You just have to take a step back. Just take another minute and say, tell me more about why you think that or tell me more about where, why, where that is coming from to try to for a growing opportunity for both people that are in those situations mm -hmm. um but i think you know i think that it's ridiculous what what's getting me pissed off and riled up and triggered is that most of the response to those kind of situations is based on one tweet one facebook post without fully understanding the the um situation and I, can we just educate ourselves? Like we have to do do more before you make a statement and you don't have to say everything you think, mm -hmm. you know, take a step back. Um, I don't understand why it's such a, why people give it a hard time. Like you're hurting people and then saying like people are stupid or this is this or that. If you're hurting a group of people, let's just not do that. Agreed. And I'm going to caveat what we are talking about, though, as well. I'm going to go against what I just said a little bit. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. The caveat to that is you shouldn't have to measure your language or your speech because of your gender, because of your race, Thank because you. of whatever other thing right. has been put on you that you shouldn't speak this certain way, you shouldn't act this certain way. It's the women should always be smiling. It's Serena Williams. You reacted to the ref in a way that John McNamara has reacted Mac, to a ref. McEnroe. John McNamara is not in this equation. I beg your pardon. <laughs> sorry, John. Tennis. Yeah, sorry, whoever I just said. Um, but that guy used to like freak out. He still is like he he is known for reacting in an angry and very public and very boisterous manner. 
Serena Williams does it and she's an angry black woman. Yeah. So the caveat to me is yes, measure what you say, be thoughtful about what you say. If it's hurting someone, stop it. Right. And also let's stop judging people based on their gender, based on their race. If they are reacting in a way that most normal humans would react, you're talking about one of the most important matches of her life. And yes, she should react in a boisterous and uh, emotional way if something's wrong. That's all. I, I will tell you, thank you for that. That that makes sense. And it's really like I'm speaking more of the language and not the tone. Like there yes. are words that are just, we know that we don't say and we need to take out of our vocabulary. But I will tell you something that's kind of interesting that happened last week kind of in regard to this about like saying something to hurt somebody's feelings or learning and doing better. Somebody asked um, a friend of mine who was working in diversity and inclusion, if they felt bad because they weren't including white people um, and are they creating an environment that is um, problematic for white people? And I was like, what did you say? And and it freaked, it freaked her out to the point where she didn't feel like she could say any anything um and she just got angry um but didn't say anything and started crying and got very emotional didn't want to come off as angry black woman didn't want to wasn't sure you know it was like in a sales type of situation wasn't sure if the person was right and started feeling about you know a certain kind of way um and so I had a, a conversation. They wanted to bring me on in the, on the conversation just to have a call because she was concerned about it. So I talked to her and some of her coworkers. And one of her coworkers was like, well, maybe they didn't mean it like that. Like, maybe they didn't. And I said, stop. I said, no one goes to a vegan and says, well, what about the farmers? What about the cows? What about all that milk that the dairy farmer, don't you feel bad about? Nobody does that to a vegan, right? No one says anything to someone who wears Nike and says, well, what about the people at Adidas? Don't you feel bad about the people? That was on purpose. That was targeted. And it was a, and it was a, um, a black woman specifically and i was like that was on purpose and so we had to have a full conversation and then the woman said you know i've never felt supported at work before thank you for sticking up for me and saying something because i've never been supported and so for all everybody listening we we always say when you see something say something but understand like if you see somebody and they're saying that something is 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 you know, people feel like they're getting canceled or they're feeling like their actual feelings are getting canceled. They're feeling like they're getting wiped out. Just just be there for people and try to be nice and don't let people hurt people in the name of, I don't know, Americanism, <laughs> because that's the most recent example of what we are continuing, continuing to see kind of cast over in the beginning of the year. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? 
that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, I, I it, that one is bothersome on so many levels because I think it's the the response back to that person is, if I was just speaking to white men, would you even notice? That's right. If I was only speaking to white men, would this even be a conversation? And and it, meaning, would that person defend people of color the same way that they're trying to defend? poor, poor white men. And, and I say poor, poor white men, like poor, poor white men, because like I, and I told you a story before where I have done presentations where the only visuals I've used have been people of color. And I've had people come up to me after the fact, like, well, that's a little over the top. Like, why are you doing that? And, and my response is if it was all white people in this presentation, would you even notice? Right. And, and those are the things that it's also, it's about representation. It's about the visuals. Yes. It's about all these things. And also, and this isn't a reparations conversation. This is a, why the heck can't I have all people of color on here? And, you know, for the amount of times that they have been underserved, underrepresented, underseen, why can't I do this? Like, and, and why is that wrong? I, I was like, so tell me about that are you <laughs> if i was say on the more conversation words. say more because words. <laughs> someone said i was like feel free to call me into this the conversation she goes well i don't want to put you in you in that situation i was like oh no 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 that is my training <laughs> i am a that is like you saw rocky he was just waiting for the big fight i love those conversations i thrive on those conversations usually in those situations that's what i would say is Tell me more, like, yeah, tell me more words about that. Do you feel like white people are being marginalized? Explain to me how that is happening. Is that something that's occurring in your office right now? How is that happening? Is there some unbalance that we should talk about? Should we bring your boss into the call and talk to them about his treatment of white people in your organization? And usually no after answer. the second sentence. It's right, silent. I was gonna say, and they would have no answer. <laughs> and that's like part of it too. And I, I mean, I know we haven't, well, maybe we did talk about this a bit about, I, I'm going to be specific about something and it's not to call anyone out. It's more just to have a conversation because it's a conversation that's kind of going on in HR. Um, what were they called? The road warriors? What was the thing? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh the, the highwaymen. Highway the yeah. highwaymen. So we have in HR some very knowledgeable men and we love them dearly. Tenured, been doing this for a very long time. Amen. Very have, smart, good speakers. Yes, all of those things. And we had a, a gentleman create a conference or a conversation. I think it was his podcast, podcast. I believe, um, that he was going to have these folks on as the highwayman. And a highwayman is a reference to like a movie, right? Or something. I don't even know. What is the highwayman? It was like was a, a, I think it was a movie. Yeah. Or, or no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's no, no, no. I know what it is. I remember. It's like the, like, um, Chris, it's like a bunch of, uh, country music legends, like Willie Nelson oh, okay. is one yeah. of the highwaymen. And I can't remember Christopher, I can say, I know what you're I can't, but anyways, they were the highwaymen. Um, and so 
Cool. That's great. I, the visual was four white dudes on a poster and, and there was quite a lot of feedback of like, seriously, like, where is the diversity here? This is not okay. And again, knowing that we all love these four people that were highlighted on this poster, but it was like, okay, where is the diversity here? And the response was, here are 10 women, 10 white women that you can talk to. Yeah. And there were quite a few of us that do diversity. So I am a white woman and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> how about some people of color? How about some other things around diversity? The dimensions don't always have to be gender. The dimensions don't have to be race and ethnicity. There are other dimensions of diversity that we can actually talk about. I don't know if y'all are aware. And, um, and there has been, you know, quite a few conversations around this topic since then, but it is the person you said that you spoke to and was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. I'm on his podcast. I'm, I, he, and I was the first, I was the angel picked from the heavens, um, to be his diverse, first diverse guest. Um, what he said, one of the things that he said that I, that I understood that made sense in his little world was that he said, I just thought it was funny. Like, I know they've traveled together and they've worked together and done all these things together. So I just thought it was funny. I didn't understand why it was problematic. And then he said, after that, I started looking into it and they're right that there wasn't a lot of people. Um, and he said, if you would have asked, if you would have asked, I thought we were diverse. And he talks about his own organization um, is like a majority female. And he talked to his organization and they said, we would like to have a more diverse organization. And he was like shocked and he, I mean, he called it. What, what was great about talking to him was he, he's completely transparent and it sounded just like, and he's he's Irish and it sounded like typical um, things that you hear, but he was like, you know, in fairness, I don't, I don't think about things like that. There's not a lot of black people here is what he said. There's not a lot of people of color here. I didn't think about it and I didn't think about it being a problem because I thought everybody knew these people and it was a podcast and they weren't all together. Like I, I could understand why he rationalized it. And then he, but he did get it. Like I could have thought that out more. He didn't realize that even internally that his company didn't think that they were as diverse as he was. He had some kind of filter um, from his lens and thought he was all doing good work. Um, and you're right that's like that, yeah we couldn't just mix we can just mix it all up you know like and, and you're right the thing that was annoying that's annoying it that's annoying to me is again like people are trying to cancel someone out people were trying to cancel this dude and then when at he like when then they were trying to promote their own narrative that still wasn't diverse like it's like what are you doing mm -hmm. like what's like okay so who are we gonna cancel because right now there's like five people on this thread that need to be canceled right. <laughs> you know like and i was just tired i was tired and i looked at it and i, I think it was it was it was either I you or robin you. that was yeah like, on there which was funny because i was like oh god well, no, and actually Robin's name was one of the names that was lifted up as, hey, here's someone yeah. else to talk to. And, and let me be clear, like, great that you're thinking about gender. Great. But also, like, I think it's also the, do we actually have to hear from the exact same voices at every single conference, every single time saying That's the right. exact same things? I mean, there are a few of those names that, again, I love dearly, 
but I'm like, I don't need to hear from you again. I'm good. And here's the other part that is really like, it's like typical American BS to be like, what about all of these people? Dude lives in Ireland. Like how about, how about some people in Europe? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There's diversity there too. Right. How about a trans person from Spain? Exactly. And I think that's the piece that's also, um, you know, you and I have talked about what guests we're, we're, you know, try to be really thoughtful about what guests we have on and, and why are we having them on and, and, you know, who do we want to talk to? Who do we think, you know, would be an interesting conversation for folks to hear. But I also think you and I both have been very, um, try to be really thoughtful about who's showing up. Yes associated with us and what and i don't mean that in like a oh we're so cool and we're not inclusive we're trying to be extremely inclusive and that's part of it is like as we're reaching out to folks say hey we'd love to have you on the podcast it is really a thoughtful and very um intentional reach out and we're trying to be very intentional about who we're talking to um you know i mean i think it's also Whose voice have we not heard? That's I mean, right. I think Rowdy Duncan is a great example that, you know, we had Rowdy yes. on a few weeks ago and he's one that, you know, I think he has, I, I, I don't think he's been on a lot of podcasts. I don't think, I mean, he has his own podcast, but I don't think his voice has been heard. And so for me, as I'm doing some work with different clients and, and meeting new people and learning new voices and learning new things, I'm like, oh, this person would be awesome to talk to. Yeah. God, I would love for them to share their story on the podcast. And I think that's part of it too, is like, how do we also just think about whose voices have not been lifted up before? That's right. Not that we don't love the people that we hear from at every no, conference. Everybody is, we they're all in, have a place, but it's important that we are inclusive of, and people that we're trying to get, make space and, and give people a voice that may not have always had a voice. And um, I'm looking forward to our guest that we'll be having like from the fashion industry, like not everybody has to be in HR um, and talking about different things. And, and I think it'll be fun to talk about some of the situations that will be helpful to our listeners, especially in HR to hear some of these stories. I mean, part of getting this right is to be shown these situations so that you can kind of start building your action plan. Like, how should I deal with this? Or how should I think about this? And and what can I do in order to make, um, you know, the world a better place? I'm not trying to be so like, you know, you know like, Greenpeace or whatever, but I still think that ultimately this is the leadership trait. Like you hear about what skills do we have to get as we move into the next year, especially with evolving technology. No, no, no. (laughs) The skill that you need is um, inclusion and, and making people feel a sense of belonging. That is the school that you need to tighten up on. And the only way you can do that is to put yourself in these various situations. And trust me, like, you can reach out to people through LinkedIn, through Twitter, through Facebook, like actually talk to a person. There is no need to guess. And hopefully we'll have enough guests here that it will be, it definitely does not replace talking to a person, but it can help enhance those things. And so for everybody listening to, it's great. Let us know if there is a particular topic or a person that you think we should talk to. But I think it's just, it's part of your own work to reach out and make things more familiar 
so that you can just have a better answer and a better response. Yes. 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 To all of those things. <laughs> so final words on cancel culture. Um, don't be stupid, stupid. You don't like it that one when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. You know, yeah. kiss. <laughs> um, no, I just think that it's like, stop, come use the real words. Just stop using trendy words. There are so many words that are out there. Don't call it cancel culture because somebody else did. And if you see it on the news media, find out the definition and come up with another word on purpose to make sure that you really mean what you say. That's a lot of final thoughts, wasn't it? That's a lot of final thoughts, but I think they're all right. I, mine is do your own research. Yes. Because I think we all are becoming these, you know, lemmings that are just going, oh, well, Fox News said it. Oh, well, MSNBC said it. Oh, well, CNN said it. So it must be true. No, go out and do your own research and and understand what is actually happening, not just what you think is happening or what someone told you is happening. I it, that is the other part that I think is so frustrating to me is when you're like when people tell you a story and then you like go and Google it and just read like an article and you're like, oh, so that's not what happened at all. OK, right, right. Got it. OK. <laughs> oh, and, the opposite and, of that. Oh, the opposite of that. Okay. Like Dr. Seuss being a great example of like, oh, we canceled him. Oh, what's going on? And then you go, oh, no, 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 no. His that's publisher right. decided not to publish any more of certain books that were problematic. Oh, okay. That's a very different story. <laughs> oh, is that what cancel culture means? No. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. All right, my friend. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. And as Jack, you mentioned, if there's ideas, topics, things you want us to talk about, we would love to talk about it. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest, come on, come hang out with us. We're super fun. Um, we are. We're good yeah. people. And um, we might have someone on here in the future that we don't want you to miss, not to hint at um, anything. But there's a couple of guests coming up that I think you're all going to enjoy. So uh, more to come. Thank you for listening. This is Katie Van Horn. And I'm Jackie Clayton. Bye. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do. So you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way.